This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Take a dose of every day. How am I supposed to stay in a world built on empty ways? The lessons of our lives. Well, hello there. How are you? I just turned on to Hoover Road from Route 29 in Virginia. I'm headed down to the Rose River Farm. This will be the ninth annual Project Healing Waters Two Fly Tournament. It's cold, it's overcast. I'm wearing lots of layers. There was just frozen precipitation on the drive down and radar shows snow on the way. So it's going to be a cold weekend. Last year this time we were in shorts, smoking cigars, drinking ice cold beer. Yeah, I don't know if we're doing that this time. I can tell you uh, I tied up some flies for this. Now I'm paired with a veteran, which means they are not allowed to lose their flies. So it's not a two fly turn. We get two patterns, but I tied six of each. I've got the Snow White Damsel. I have the Flashback Soft Hackle Pheasant Tail Nymph. I have my Bacon Fly in size four, weighted and unweighted, meaning the body of the shank is wrapped in heavy wire. They both have cones. I use a silver cone to denote unweighted and a black cone to denote a weighted fly. I have tied up some of my rubber wormies from the Fusilli ball. And I think that is spelled F-U-S-I-L-L-Y. If you want to look that up, they're in like $4 online. I tied up some squirmies, but I didn't like the way they came out. So I ditched those and got pearl diamond braid and tied up some red, purple, blue, and chartreuse ones of those. Now, I don't know what section of river we're fishing tomorrow. I'm going to find out that in about half an hour when I get to the farm. From there, I will go over the landscape, look at the fish, just kind of take advantage of being there early, getting uh, to know the beats, talk with my veteran, 
partner and we will determine our game plan and then from there we shall choose our patterns. I'm teamed up with Richie Farino, R. Farino on Instagram from Urban Angler in Alexandria, Virginia. Should be a good time. A couple of us are planning on camping out tonight. I've got some pizza boxes from last night I'm going to use to start the fire. As you may know, the Washington Capitals won Game 5 in the Stanley Cup playoffs, 5-1. to one. And when the Washington Capitals score four more and win the game, you get 50% off at Papa John's Pizza using promo code CAPS50. So we got two pizzas last night, devoured one. I had a bunch of one for breakfast. I got one slice in the back for lunch and uh, took the boxes for both. So we shall use those to get a fire going tonight and stay warm. Hopefully have a hot toddy of some sort. Speaking of wood, I'm driving slowly here looking for any piles of firewood that may have been cut alongside the road that are free for the taking. Now I will tell you, um, I woke up the other morning and my neck hurt. It's either the torticollis or the meninges. So let's hope it's like the torticollis. So right now I've got a stick-on heat patch on my neck because I can't really turn my head, which is not going to be good in this new car of mine because there's not as much space to sleep. I'm going to have to sort of wrap my body somehow around the back here, especially with all this gear in the car. Speaking of gear, I'm quite disheveled as, uh, you know, I'm not a trout guide really. So I've got a four-weight. Uh, don't really have, you know, like five, four, five, six X tippet, all that tiny leader stuff you need for trout. I've got Potomac River you know, monofilament, so we'll do what we've been doing the last couple years using that stuff. Uh, I've got some uh, Floatmaster strike indicators. I'm gonna use those. Got a Orvis T3 rod with a T-bore light Spring Creek reel. Got a lot of layers because it's cold. Got my yellow coast is on because it's gonna be overcast. And I've got a balaclava to wear tonight. And this car also has a sunroof, which means I can have that open a little bit to let out some of my uh, you know, hot breath. When you exhale, there's moisture and that collects on the inside of the cars. Kind of makes your windows gross. What else can I tell you? That's about it. So we're gonna go around the event interview people tonight's speaker is bob woodruff you remember him he was in iraq during the second campaign his hummer was hit by an ied and he had traumatic brain injury that sort of made tbi traumatic brain injury a mainstream concern as the news cameras followed his recovery we also have flip pallet here he was on last year at icast try and grab him again and we will just see who we get on the uh, on the podcast. I hope not to freeze at dinner tonight. It's going to be like 38 degrees at an outside dinner. Uh, let's hope they have some of those kerosene heaters because I'm cold. And obviously, we're not guiding on the Potomac this weekend. The river has dropped about 7 degrees. It has dropped about 3 feet since Tuesday of this week. We had a bunch of rain, so it's unfishable. So that's it for now. I'm uh, about halfway down Hoover Road to the farm. I'm going to get out, eat my slice of pizza, and uh, try to go catch some fish on the ponds. So I will check in with y'all later. All right, so we got Rick Pope. We're down at the, uh, the Bass Bluegill Pond at the Two Fly Tournament. How's your uh, trip from Texas? Trip from Texas is wonderful. It's cool. It's a beautiful day, and it looks like everybody's having fun. So what's new notable now with TFO? We've got two new rod series that we'll announce in the next probably 30 days. Uh, one that's uh, a totally new technology for us that's going to be a, a new family of rods. And and one is a revision of a family that we've had for a while and probably ought to wait till we press release them before I get anybody too excited. But we're excited. New reel coming out that's... Uh, We'll be here next month. It's uh, kind of a blue water offshore type reel. Um, business is good, and thanks to all of our friends selling our friends, you included. Yeah, wow. my clients on Saturday, they're from Sacramento. I forget where he was going. I think Idaho for Steelhead. He said, okay. what, what, 
switch rod should I get? And I was like, you know, I see more deer creeks than any other rod in the Salmon River, New York. So that's going to be my suggestion. That's what I fish too. And uh, yeah, so I think I sold them on it. Deer creeks are good. They're, uh, uh, we had a couple of guys out at the Golden Gate Casting Club, Spayorama, was last weekend. And uh, we set them up several years ago with all of their teaching rods, our two-handed deer creeks. Uh, and they're teaching about 100 people a week now wow. at the Golden Gate Club. I couldn't find it when I was out there. Right on the bridge. See. Really? Apparently, yeah. I ate some, my Little kids, if you're listening, tune this out. My cousin had nothing to eat in his house. He just had these brownies, and I didn't really know, so I ate them and was a little out of it. So I walked around San Francisco. Couldn't really find anything. Nor could anyone else. You yeah. were on the same plane as everybody else in San Francisco, right? I did end up getting my nose pierced. That, that was a little odd. Wonderful. Yeah. So how are the uh, the 10 car rods going? Unbelievable. We're actually leaving out uh, Monday. I leave from here in Richmond. Um, lefties flying out. We're meeting Yvonne Chenard and Craig Matthews Monday afternoon to fish Tinkara Tuesday, Wednesday uh, on the east side of Yellowstone Park in Idaho. Wow. And uh, a Tinkara immersion project with, with those guys. And uh, the Patagonia pro- program has been truly incredible. Uh, they've clinicked something over 9,000 people since they started last year. Over 90% of the people they've clinicked have never fished, much less fly fished. So everybody catches fish, and, and you don't have to be any any type of caster or anything. They're simple. I tried. When we got them at the Patagonia store in D.C., I offered. I was like, hey, let me know if you want me to come in and do a little clinic. And we and the store's right on the Sino Canal full of fish. Mm-hmm. Still haven't heard back from them, so maybe Yvonne can put a word in. Our uh, former rep in the Northern Rockies ended up taking over the, uh, I think he's called the Global Fishing Manager for Patagonia. And it'll be his ranch that we'll be fishing uh, next week. Wow. I got to get out to the East Coast. Uh, so how, how are Blaine's rods doing? That was sort of the new one this year? Surprisingly well. I mean, if you think about making a musky-specific rod, not a very big market. Uh, but the cool thing about the rods, they're based on our mangrove blanks, which are the mangrove family is hugely popular. That little extension butt and extended foregrip has a lot of application outside of musky fishing. Uh, picking up heavy sinking lines, you know, gives you more leverage. Um, not just for the figure eight part about muskies, but that little extension butt. Um, you can kind of play with them more like a switch rod, two-handed rod. Okay. Uh, they're 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 wonderful, and uh, we probably sold more to the non-musky crowd than we have to the musky crowd. Fantastic. Any uh, new things you might have besides those two new rods for iCast this year, or we're going to keep that hush hush till we get to iCast? Uh, two new rod families and a and a new reel called the Atoll, um, which will. It'll, it'll be an eye-getter. It's, it's basically got a big round hole in the middle of it. Uh, so uh, about a golf ball-sized uh, clutch bearing uh, with drags. It'll go up to about 10 pounds, four sizes. Um, really a few little odds and ends. Um, hopefully this will be epic. Two-and-a-half-year project with Lefty and Ed Jaborowski on a casting video. Um, Two-and-a-half years in, we're... We did voiceover last week. They did voiceover last week in Dallas, and I think we're done, down to the final editing, and uh, we should introduce that at ICAST as well. Fantastic. All right. Anything else planned while you're here in Virginia? Going to have a party tonight and drink some whiskey and watch these guys catch fish tomorrow and having a good time. That's the hard part is try not to overdo it when you got to get up and work in the morning. Moderation, yes. Hooting with the owls and soaring with the eagles is a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Let's hope the weather warms up a bit. I can't believe I got frozen precept this morning driving in. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like Texas. Hanging around, don't like the weather. But I'm loving this, facing hot weather. Uh, but this program and your help and the people that, that do this and the participants, it is one of the coolest things that we're ever involved in. Yeah. And, uh, this is my favorite weekend of the year. Yeah, I agree. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Where, for those who don't know where to find Temple Fork, where can we find you guys online? TFORods.com. Fantastic. All right, Rick. Well, let's get back to sipping some uh, whiskey there. Thank you, Rob. Cheers. All right. All right, we got Richie here and Morgan's eavesdropping, going over game plan for tomorrow. So we got beats 4 and 11. We do. And we're saying Riffley water 
Well, it's riffly up at the head, comes over a small little boulder, and then it uh, evens out to a nice wide glide. Um, river left is a nice high bank on both beats, so we can actually climb up and spot fish very easily. Um, but uh, it's calm enough that the fish are going to see everything, so I'm going to go skinny tomorrow. All right, you got a preference for top of the pool versus tail? Uh... Uh, that I'd normally would fish, I'd, I'd usually fish the middle towards the end. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter. We're going to wind up switching it up at some point. We'll figure out who's fishing what. And then, uh, um, you know, not to give away too many secrets, but in the mornings we're not going to see too many bugs. But in the afternoons you'll probably see a few, um, maybe some olives, definitely some blue quills. All right, we got some. I got flashback pheasant tails is one option. Perfect. Um, I brought the same. I brought some like Quasimodos and a little uh, the bent pheasant tail. Okay. Quasimodo with the bend. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's called I'm Quasi- so out of the trout Quasimodo game. Quasimodo pheasant tail. It's just basically a little bit thicker, but uh, bent, like a bent shank hook. All right. Um, and then uh, I'm telling them that I'm fishing a size 17 fly. If they question it, it could be a 16, it could be an 18. If you add them both up and divide it by two, it averages out to 17. That's what I'm going with. Um, but yeah, uh, I think later in the afternoon you might see some bug activity, but we're fishing at like noon, so it's probably not going to happen. Um, I was planning on it and hoping that we could have a little bit of fun, but I think it's going to be overcast and not too much. But If it rains some more, I'm hoping my wormies and then will be a little more effective. Yeah, if, if it rains and if it comes off color, it's a different game plan, which I guess we'll figure out tomorrow morning and we'll sort of do uh, round two. Of have you, is your vet here yet? Have you talked to him? Uh, no, I, I guess he was up there with you guys okay. earlier, but um, I haven't seen him. I was hoping to meet up with him, but they headed back to the hotel, I guess, to change. They haven't found my guy either. Blake Spencer is my guy. Specialist. Why put it here? For the podcast record, uh, Morgan bent over and lifted up his jacket, and Snow White looked down at his crotch and asked him, why is that out? I was like, why are you to the left? (laughs) So. (laughs) He comes down south, and the Coriolis affects him. It's normally to the right. (laughs) By the way, it's like just cold and rainy right now. Oh, my goodness. Last year, it was like 80. I was in shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, Cold beer was so good last year. I questioned what waiting in the afternoon last year, and yeah. I, we didn't do it. I was I, I was hauling around camera gear all day. Yes, last year, so I was sweating pretty hard too. Yeah. No, this year's going to be fun. It'll be a different dynamic. Yeah. I'm not protecting against the sun tomorrow. I'm protecting against. I was talking to Joel Thompson earlier. This is going to make you guys work. That's fine. I'm, I'm good. I got you know a bunch of boxes full of flies with high vis wings and everything. If I need to go high and you were smoking them last year, just fishing by yourself at one point. Yeah, after the. Uh, the tournament was over, and I was just hanging out with a couple of our good customers up in the gazebo, and everybody packed it up to go for the award ceremony, and I ran back to my truck and grabbed a nice little four-weight that I like fishing. For our friends in Scotland and Michigan and California, where do you work? Uh, I work at Urban Angler. Where uh, can we find that one? Uh, Alexandria, Virginia, 108 North Washington Street, Alexandria, Virginia, down in Old Town. Above BGR Joint, and where can we find you on social media? Uh, Urban Angler LLC at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Fantastic. All right. And who's got the best sandwich in the city right now? Depends on the sandwich. Uh, best muffaletta, Union Market, uh, Red Apron. Great sandwich. Oh, red Apron is so filthy good. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it's really good. Their burgers. Um, like the cows ground up the day it came in from the butchers. Like, actually, they butchered themselves and they grind it. Yeah. It's so good. Being from a, a thrifty New York city family paying 11.50 for a sandwich is not my taste of being thrifty but it's pretty damn good uh five foot heroes over at ayla terry's just south of union market on morse i think morse the sixth uh, they make a pretty good sandwich i need to go get a jacket i'm getting precipitated on now all right watch out we're gonna get hit by a van we'll catch up with you later richie all right, so we're under the tent now it's, it's pouring rain it's cold we have joel thompson aka moose dog let's uh Talk about where'd you come in from today? Uh, Missoula, Montana. How are things in Missoula? Awesome. Really awesome. The squall hatch is coming off on the Bitterroot and uh, lower Clark Fork. Rock Creek is fishing great, so yeah. But yes. happy to be here. Your second year guiding out here? Yes, second year. Wouldn't miss it for the world. It's it's my favorite weekend of the year. Yeah, absolutely. The Orvis Rendezvous is going on in Missoula right yeah. now. And I got uh, four guys, including Hank Patterson, staying at my house, but uh, I chose this instead of that. You know, there's two things Hank doesn't like, snakes and cilantro. (laughs) He hates cilantro, (laughs) without a doubt. (laughs) So I did the podcast with him. I don't think people knew that Hank, who he really is. 
or is not. I think they thought it was a real interview with like a real guy. Yeah, I, I believe it. He's uh, he's very convincing. Yeah. He's his character, very convincing. It's definitely an awkward interview. With him. <laughs> there can be some awkward moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what, what's your game plan for tomorrow? What, what do you know? What beats you're on? Uh, yeah, um, my guy is in a chair this year, so. Uh, we got the roadside hole up here, and then I think it's number 10 down there, the two holes that have uh, platforms, and so I've kind of scouted them out already. There looks like there's a lot of fish in there, and pretty stoked about it. Any particular patterns you're, you're choosing? Uh, People are going to hear this after the fact, so we can divulge now. Yeah, I, I tied up a fly a few years ago when I fished the Rose River by myself here, uh, and I call it uh, Old Glory, and it's a red, white, and blue fly. And uh, last year, that's what I used, and it did really well. And I, I pair it with a pink San Juan worm. Nice. We're definitely going wormies tomorrow on yeah. my end. Yeah. Uh, you got a patch on you. Any of those uh, Western patterns we might not know about? Uh, geez, I don't know. They're too close. I can't see. No, those will look like all small stuff from the Missouri. Poor you. Yeah, I know. I know. It sucks. Yeah, I, got, I, I, I live in fish mecca. Yeah. So. I live in traffic mecca. <laughs> I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Felker lives in traffic Mecca. Oh, he's he's out in the boondocks compared to me, man. Well, yeah, but you have to drive from traffic Mecca to get to the boondocks. Yeah. How long are you in town for? Uh, I will be here till Monday morning. Fly uh, back yeah. to Missoula. No shad fishing for you again this year, then. River's blown out. Thank you for no. Absolutely. Uh, I got guide trips uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday when I get back. So. All right. Yep. Now, for those that don't know, if you work, we find you guys online. Uh, www.montanatroutaholics.com. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's go uh, warm up with some warm chow, I guess. Absolutely. All right. So we have Bob Woodruff with us tonight. You are our keynote speaker. Uh, that's what I've been told, yes. And how did you get involved with Project Healing Waters for this? You know, this is one that we heard about about two years ago because uh, good friends of ours, the Powells, asked us if we would like to come down to Virginia and do some some fly fishing with some of those wounded in the wars of Iraq and Afghanistan. And we said, absolutely, but we had a conflict back then. So this year, we did decide to come down, and we have the chance to try it out and I just don't know this sport very well so it's a, a good chance to try to do it with some other some of my brothers out there. All right. So let's talk about your injury. How long ago was that? I was uh, I was badly hit in uh, in January 29th 2006 with a fourth ID over in, in Iraq. And I remember yeah there's a whole documentary we you know we watched it all on TV. I want to say you're the one that brought TBI traumatic brain injuries kind of mainstream unfortunately but through your injury and recovery and the follow-up with that kind of made it more of a not mainstream is the right word but kind of made it more of a public awareness yeah i I think that's it's really sort of sad that i think even though about 1.5 million americans every year get some kind of traumatic brain injury uh, but this war has woken people up because it's a new kind of injury because of the ied explosions And it's true, and it was many ways it was sad to me <laughs> that there was very little attention to it. I think we as a, as a country were unprepared for these kinds of wounds because they not only created brain injury like mine and so many others that were visible and you knew about it, others that have suffered through it and they were invisible kind of wounds, but I think we've learned so much more about that since, since we began all this more than 13 years ago. You got a speech written out tonight, or are you just going to make it up as you go? Never, I know. No, no, I never do that. I just had a chance to talk to a lot of the other guys here that are going to be here to have a great escape out of out of our uh, our other issues that have developed, and we get a you know we get a chance to go out here and do something fun. And I'll talk about some of that tonight too. Are you going to hang out tomorrow for the tournament, or are you headed back up north? I got the chance to do a little competition in the morning, nice. even though uh, I, I just hope to got I catch a single fish. All right, I'm going to give you one of my secret flies while we're talking here, when we're done. But um, yeah, so if you're up there, I know they're doing some Healing Waters uh, casting in, in Central Park. I don't know how far that is from you, but Andy Roberts is, is doing some up there. Oh, really? No, I don't know. Healing Waters. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't know about it. Lucky him. He's down in the West Village. Oh. All those great bars and restaurants. I'm going to go learn how to go fishing with you in Washington, D.C. Absolutely. I mean, yesterday, we were, two days ago, 
Obama flew over us when he left to go to Andrews. You couldn't catch him to go fishing with you? He's got a couple rods. He should come out. I mean, he's got Constitution Gardens a block from his house, full of largemouth. Yeah, well, there's a lot of sort of drones flying flying over the tops of the of the White House these yeah. days. So maybe you know, watch maybe, out for gyrocopters as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Over the seas. Yeah. But maybe if you guys just get all the people, members of Congress out there, do a little fly fishing, and maybe their souls will even get even stronger. Fly fishing is good for everybody. All right. Well, I will let you go mingle now, and we look forward to you talking tonight. Thank you very much, Rob. Appreciate it. All right, so we are eating some oysters right now, and we are with? Mike Maniak of Sapitus Farms, and I raise happy oysters. And where is that located for the international listeners? So my farm is located on the Great Wacomico River, which is in the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, I'm at the end of the northern neck of Virginia, which is the peninsula of land created by the Potomac and the Rappahannocks, just downriver from Washington, D.C., very nice. Is this a particular strain of oyster you're serving tonight? So these are Crustacea virginica, which are the standard East Coast oyster that uh, is native to the area. And um, my brand name is uh, Happy Oysters. Um, I do all cage culture. I buy them as larvae from a hatchery and then take them through a nursery process uh, before they move out into cages. And then I do all of my own sales, marketing, and distribution. So when they're ready to go to market, I pull them out of the water, load them in my fridge, bag them, tag them, and drive them down the road. Any particular preference for how you would dress these guys up? So my wife makes a killer champagne mimosa mignette, and they use a champagne mimosa vinegar from Secolari Artisan Olive Oils and Vinegars, and she adds some fresh garlic, some fresh shallots, and some cracked black pepper, and uh, if you like garlic, you're going to love it. How many oysters are we going through this evening? Uh, we are doing 400, and then I brought an extra 100 just in case... Uh, we decided we want to go past the 400 that I was hired for, or if anybody wants to take any home with them. Absolutely brilliant. See, would you sell them to us? I sure would, yeah. Nice. And these guys were, these guys were in the water this morning, so um, they're not going to get much fresher unless you come down to visit the farm. Absolutely. Where can we find you guys online? Any social media? Do you do private parties? Uh, all of the above. So I have a website, which is pretty rudimentary because I did it myself, and I'm not much of a tech guy. It's sapidusfarms.com, S-A-P-I-D-U-S, farms.com. You can also find me on Instagram at sapidus underscore farms or on Facebook, uh, just punch in Sapidus Farms. And I do do private events. Uh, I'm doing one right now. I do a minimum order of 350 oysters, and um, I can do as many as you think you can eat. Uh, my biggest one to date was about 1,500, so... Um, yeah, bring it on. Now, going back to AP English in high school, there was the great chain of being during Shakespearean times. The lowest form of life would be an oyster farmer. This doesn't look to be that bad. Uh, I can't imagine anything I'd rather be doing, to be honest with you. I, You're outside and you get to eat your product. And on top of that, I'm on the water most of the time, and I get to go fishing as frequently as I want. And that's the real draw, because uh, pretty soon the stripers are going to be running again, and I'm going to be eating fish tacos. Nice. All right, well, let me get you back to work, and uh, thanks for these. These are pretty effing ridiculous. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, happy oysters and a happy farmer. All right. Cheers. Well, good morning. Dinner was uh, cold. Took a while. We finally went back to the campsite around 9. The brisket last night was rather... It was warm. That's all I cared about. It wasn't that good unless you had sauce on it. And there's some kind of cream of chicken with white rice. And I didn't eat the pie. So we go back to the campsite and there's like just drunk Marines everywhere. One guy just woke up in the car. Didn't even know where he was. Apparently he passed out at dinner. We got the fire going, it was pouring rain. It was probably upper 30s, low 40s, and just cold. I didn't last that long. Just did not want to sit by the fire and uh, inhale smoke when I could be sleeping. So the back of this car definitely is uh, not as good as the old one. At two in the morning, I realized if I did a 180 and slept with my feet facing the front of the car and my head at the back, it was a little more comfortable, but I didn't sleep much at all. We just got done with our morning shift. We caught 
we landed three. We got first off a 16-inch rainbow on a Pearl Braid San Juan-style worm. And then we got a 17-incher, which we both measured. And then we stopped measuring our fish so we can give Richie and his guy a chance to measure one. Then we promptly caught a fat little brookie, so that was a total of three fish. And it's amazing how time flies in those uh, an hour and a half, two hours. So we're going to go hang out now, take a little break, have some refreshments, and then I think we've got a casting lesson with Flip Palette. And then our afternoon beat is downriver, and hopefully we'll be on the other side of the river where we can actually see the fish. The glare this morning was heinous. We couldn't really see a thing. But they're in there. Richie, I think they got three fish also. Two brookies and a, two rainbows and a brook trout. That's about it now. I need to go find some snacks. I had cold pizza left over from Friday, and it's Sunday. So I need some real food now, and let's go see who we can interview inside the tent. All right, so I got Sean with me. We're paired up today. Sean, where are you from? Um, Baltimore, Maryland area. It's Fort Meade. All right. And where did you grow up? Uh, in Kentucky. All right. And so this, you've been fly fishing for how many days now? This is my fourth day. And your first fish today was 16 inches. Your second one was 17, and then we didn't measure the other one. I'd say that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's, it's great. And, and the rod you're fishing with, where'd you get that one? Uh, I made it with the Hill and Waters Group in um, Fort Meade. So you've been fishing for a couple of days. You've already built a rod. You've already caught a 17-inch rainbow. I'd say your career is doing pretty well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Good feeling. How's your two-fly been so far? Awesome. It's been a really, it's been a blessing. I like it. I'm glad to have the opportunity to be out here. I'm glad the rain stopped for today as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Great weather. So based on this morning, do you have anything you want to change up for how we're fishing? Same methods? Just keep on with the same, you know. It's not, it's working, so yeah. why change it? We might go, uh, everybody was talking about maybe dry flies in the afternoon. But I don't know. We'll see. We can't. We already picked our, our two patterns. All right, that's fine. Yeah, we can't. We could put some floating on one, maybe. Okay. Float a worm. Yeah, that'll work. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's hang out. What, what's our next event? What time? What do we have on our schedule? Um, at eleven o'clock, it's lunch, and then twelve to thirteen thirty is our second fishing area. All right. And now Sean will tell you. If you see a dead crayfish in the creek, don't pick it up. Put it in your palm for a photo op. It's, it stinks. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's going to be a raccoon's dinner tonight. <laughs> My, I smell like low tide right now. All right, well, let's go see if we can get some more people on. Thanks. All right, thank you. All right, we're, we're on the, the water now overlooking. We have Ellen, our CEO. Not we're CEO now, yeah. How, how's the two-fly going? Well, the sun's about to burn through. I see some fish rising. That's never a bad thing. Uh, they're mocking us. They're eating the caddis, and we're throwing <laughs> streamers and nymphs. Can you change? I don't think you can change. Too late for that. <laughs> the two flies going great. It's, this is the best event ever in its ninth year, and we couldn't be more proud to have these guys and girls out here fishing with us. Yeah. How'd you guys get Bob Woodruff to be the speaker? Well, are you going to edit this? Are we, we, can edit, we can edit it. Okay. Um, Hear that, Jason? All right. Thanks. Uh, the Woodruff Foundation uh, has supported Project Healing Waters for the last couple of years, and they're proud of the efficacy of our program, and when we asked Bob to speak, he said yes. Any word yet if you caught a fish with Dusty? I went down there and tried to video him, but it seems like every time I video somebody this morning, the fish get lockjaw, so I, I don't know. All right, you're going to have to stay away from us this afternoon. Okay, um, will do. So we got our 181st program now. Signed the paperwork on Auburn, Alabama last week. Auburn, Alabama. All right. Is that the elephants? What's Auburn? Auburn is the Auburn Tigers. Tigers. See, I don't, my alma mater. Yeah. See, I went to a Division three school. We had a soccer team. <laughs> I don't know these things. I know Ohio you know, State. The Deep South, though, is our fastest growing region. Really? It is. It is. And I'm certainly proud of that. We've got dynamic people down there trying to open programs with the VA, and it's working. Awesome. Anything new and upcoming this year? Well, we're, you know, we had the tournament that uh, Steve Thompson started over the Grand, the Grand Slam last year over in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, next month, we have our first big fundraiser in Dallas, Texas. I'm going to that. And 
programming-wise? I don't know. We're starting to think about some, some new things at the national level for programming, but I'm not going to talk about that yet. Got to right. keep it a secret. Any advice for not losing your phone when fishing? No. <laughs> hey, oh, check out go. that. Woo! We got a little mayfly coming off. Looks just like a seed. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to doing your thing. Thanks, Thanks. Rob. Thank you. Good luck today. All right, we have Mr. Dan Morgan here. How's your uh, two-fly going? It's going fantastically. All the logistics are going smooth? Everything is uh, rock and roll. It's been going great. Who's caught the most fish so far? That I don't know. That I don't know. You'd have to check the scoreboard. And I hear some people may have fished a beat this morning they weren't supposed to? I didn't hear anything about that. <coughs> Josh and David. <laughs> yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So you look less busy than last year? Absolutely. Got things a little bit uh, dialed in this year, Fantastic. so it's, it's great. <laughs> Doug, I left you the garlic mustard on the table to see. He's got an infestation of garlic mustard. Yeah, you got to pull all of it. So uh, where's the Grammy that we won last year? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's uh, probably sitting on Big, Big John's uh, mantle place at home. Have you ever been interviewed while, while filmed? Uh, no, this I'd say would be the first yeah. time. So let's talk about Dr. Bronner's. What's your favorite flavor? Peppermint. Peppermint. Hands down, the blue bottle is the way to go. All right. You going to get any fishing done while you're here? I'm not, unfortunately. But I've got a big trip out to the McLeod River in California coming up in a few weeks. Poor you. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's you tough. Get, but that's too far north for In-N-Out Burger, right? I don't think so. I think they're throughout the whole state. All right. But, no, no, so they don't uh, go. I'll be in San Francisco, so it's a three-hour drive up. I had a, there's one, I'm hitting it up. I had a long talk with Steve Ray Jeff about In-N-Out Burger. It's the best. Have you ever had it? Oh, yeah, I get double-double animal style, and then I get my fries animal style. There you go. I get my animal style animal style. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's an animal. Yeah. Well said. Hey, look, we're going to get some, some handiwork here by Doug. Oh, yeah. Master craftsman at we need, work. We need someone to look like Wilson over the, over the fence while he's fixing Kyle's things. got the appropriate shirt on, I think, <laughs> to, uh, to play that role. Cold. You can run some laps, young man. <laughs> All right, Dan, we'll uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Do you know what we're having for lunch? Uh, I believe we're having barbecue, maybe with some Jersey salad on the side. You've got to throw it in. Hashtag Jersey salad. Fantastic. All right, we'll catch up with you later. All right, sounds good, man. All right, we're with Josh now. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Josh Williams from uh, Dead Drift Outfitters out of Roanoke, Virginia. And what does Dead Drift Outfitters do? Um, we do a few things. We do uh, custom flies. We also do mostly for trout and uh, smallmouth. We also do some guided trips on the James and some trout streams, uh, wild trout and some trophy streams. And then we, we sell some merchandise as well. You've got some, some flies now that are in the Orvis catalog. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, started out with uh, Josh's White Lightning. Um, it's a tractor nymph and then um, a couple years later they uh, accepted a, a helgramite that I tied Josh's wiggle helgramite and then um, it hasn't come out yet but this next uh, next year's catalog I'll have a, um, a, Reap, a Josh's reaper midge and it's just a tailwater midge that they just accepted so nice yeah all right you get commission on those yeah I get 70 bucks to the fly <laughs> now it's a it's a very small commission um, but it beats having to tie it for yourself so they they tie and I just get a nice check at the end of the year. So it, it, it helps out, definitely helps out, and it's it's a nice credential. Sure. It, it looks good. Watch so. out, you've got a shifty character coming over here. Uh -oh. <laughs> the, the media paparazzi from uh, Maryland. From Merlin. Merlin. So how'd you, how was the fishing today for you? you? You've won this a couple times. We have, yeah, we've won it a couple times. Um, it was tough. We had we had um, some tough water this, this, uh, this go around. We had uh, our first beat was some tight, deep pockets with a really really fast current and our next one was completely opposite so it was a little easier so it was definitely a better beat the second time but yeah it was it was tough fishing what flies were you throwing um i was actually throwing uh the helgramite uh just because it's a segmented fly and it gives a lot of action um and then the purple white lightning and uh, my buddy he was throwing a uh, hare's ear and a, a peach streamer all right yeah and what's your uh what's your vice of choice these days regal there we regal. go absolutely yeah i'm glad they picked me up yeah, they're uh, they're there's some quality quality engineered vices for sure. Yeah. All right, so where can we find you on all your social media and online? Well, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Dead Drift Outfitters. Um, 
You can also email me at josh at deaddriftva.com. Uh, we also have the website, deaddriftva.com. Uh, we have an Instagram, which is uh, Dead Drift Outfitters, um, and a Twitter account, which is Dead Drift VA. All right. Any big trips coming up this year? Uh, we've got a couple of float trips lined up. Um, we've got some, one at the end of May um, and some, uh, some James River floats lined up. So we've, we've got about five or six uh, in the next few months. So it's going to be a busy start. you got some good water down there. Yeah, we do. We, we live in God's country, yeah. for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Right on. All right, for the second time now on the podcast, we have Flip Pallet. How's it going at your uh, first two-fly? Where am I? Two-fly tournament. Oh, I'm at the two-fly? Yeah, well, you're on the casting pond. Oh, my God, I didn't even realize I was here. This is fantastic. The weather finally broke for us. I'll tell you, if we had to have one of the days be pretty weather, this yeah. was the day. <laughs> And what kind of techniques are you going to be teaching today in the casting lesson? Actually, I'm through. I'm retired. I've done my two sessions, and so now you're going to have to watch Ed Javorowski. I can never pronounce his name. Javorowski, my idol when it comes to casting. He really truly is probably the guy who knows more about the dynamics of fly casting than anyone alive. Anyone. So it's always a pleasure for me. I always take every opportunity I can to... Eavesdrop on it. The dog's about to go play with the ponies now. Did you see that this morning? I heard they're all chasing each other. This was the funniest thing I've ever. Now look, they're coming over because they want to play with the dog or something. But they were chasing the dog from one end of this thing to the other. The two ponies at once. That's too funny. You get a chance to fish it all while you're here? No, we didn't oh this goodness. time. Wow. I mean, that's that's straight up YouTube material. Oh, you should see it when they start playing. <laughs> I want to see it, Kim. So where's next for you? You're leaving Virginia? Yeah, no, we're going back. Uh, we're going back to Florida, and then we're we have to go to work in the Bahamas. Um, I know it's it's difficult, but we got to go to the Bahamas, um, and then we've got to go to Argentina. So that's our upcoming itinerary there should be some good sunsets down there with all that ash in the sky now from the chilean volcano <clears throat> yeah we're, we're uh have you ever been that way been to ecuador it's farther south yeah ecuador is i used to race motorcycles in ecuador strange as it may seem yeah. <laughs> uh you got a, the worst place you've ever fished i'm still waiting oh man that's a good thing to say no, i'm still i'm still waiting still waiting I, lo I really do enjoy it all. We spend uh, most of the summer pan fishing on the St. John's River for big bluegills and crappies. What's a big bluegill down there? Well, we don't have them like you have them here, but we have pretty good-sized bluegill. I'd say if you get a pound, okay, that's a big bluegill for us, but I've seen them up this way two pounds. Yeah. They're well-fed here. There's a lot of midges. It's like their main food, I found. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, they'll just, they'll just barf up midges all over you when you take the hook out. Yeah. No, we, we, I don't even know if we have midges in Florida. It may not be cold enough. I don't know. Yeah. You got the noceums. <laughs> we do. We do. It's what, uh, it's what keeps the population of Florida low. All right. If if we didn't have them, everyone would live here. <laughs> That's just too so, funny. He really wants to be with those ponies, and they <laughs> they came right over. No, no, they love him. You, if you could have seen them running together this morning, like they, they really want to play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what's, what are you doing for the rest of the afternoon? Are you, since you're done casting, you get to go hang out, eat I'm some Snickers. Stay right here and watch Javorowski. And one cool thing in this pond that is full of newts right now. I saw some things breaking, yeah. but uh, I've been casting a little piece of fur all morning, and nobody's paid attention to my fur. There's also huge crayfish chimneys over there. Oh, really? Yeah, so there must that's be what big crayfish in here. So somebody's eating those. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go start watching Ed. Thanks so much. I guess we'll see you at iCast. It's a pleasure. Yeah, you will. All right. Looking forward. Sounds good. Thanks okay. so much. You bet, Rob. The sun came out.
Ed, Ed Nicholson dialed that in for us, so I want to thank him. I really want to thank everybody from the Project Healing Waters staff one more time for putting on such a great event. And, and all our volunteers, because without those volunteers, we definitely couldn't put on this tournament. And I also want to thank Flip and Ed and Dusty today for giving such great demos to all the troops. You know, every year this thing gets bigger and bigger, and I mean, that, that uh, dinner last night, it was, I know it was cold, but kind of warmed your heart everything that happened. I think everybody can agree with that. So next year's event will be April 30th and May 1st, so dinner on April 30th. It's going to be the 10th annual Two Fly. April 30th, May 1st. Um, all right, uh, we're going to get down to the awards now. And we're going to start with our ProVet teams. In third place, Blake Spencer, Sean uh, Cushing with Richie Farino and Rob Snow White. Congratulations. In second place, J.T. Turner, Frank Ortega, Harold Harsh, and Jimmy Allen. Congratulations. In first place, Alvin Schell, Corey Collins, Brian Wilson, William Harisniak. Congratulations. And with the big fish in the pro vet category, Nikki Dave. Eighteen inches, a little more. We beat that with nineteen. Now we have one more ProVet award. Now this one is the small fish. Jerry McKay. We have a special presentation for him. It's a Christmas ornament fishing net. It was a little bigger than that. Congratulations. Now on to our supporting teams. In third place, Josh Williams, Dave Sisson, Dedra Flies. Good job. In second place, John Irving, Tom Hogan. Whispers. Good job. In first place, Marine One team, even though Marine One wasn't here, Michael Britton and Joe Malloy. This is better than a permit. I heard that. Now, Michael, I, I got to tell you, we had to have a meeting of the rules committee because 
Judge Hogan brought this bobber up that suspiciously had the initials MB on it. That he, he said floated by, but he later told me that he had marked it with the MB because he was pretty sure it was yours, but he wanted me to return it to you, so there you go. Congratulations, and I know that Evan is going to be pretty upset that you finally got first place. All right. And the last award is for the big fish of the uh, supporting teams, uh, Alex Colonna. 20 inch. And he wasn't even supposed to fish today. There you go. It's a good day. Come up here for a picture. Send this to Rick. I want to thank all the photographers today for taking all these pictures for us. Okay, so... That concludes the uh, two fly. Ed, any final remarks? Oh, just uh, looking forward to next year already. All right, thanks everybody. Ellen, the CEO who you heard previously, stated that we made a hundred plus thousand dollars in. Uh, I guess donation, I wouldn't call it revenue, but fundraising would be the proper term this weekend. So that is awesome. Let's tell you about the afternoon. So we finished up our morning session and went back and just kind of hung out around the tents, watching people fish, sitting in rocking chairs, people were having cigars. Uh, the sun came out, so we started pounding water. Lunch was served. It was, I guess, pulled pork, slaw, beans, and I had the fried hot dog, and I did it Costco style with relish and onions and some spash and mustard. And then we just chilled until, I guess, noon was our second beat. We got on the mule, and we were driven down river to beat 11. And it seemed all the fish were just at the tail of the pool. Remember, head of the pools where water enters, tail of the pools where water leaves it. And they were stacked up in there like crazy. And we started throwing the bacon fly and the diamond, or I guess pearl braid worm. And the fish went absolutely crazy. We were bottom bouncing the worm and we landed one or two fish. And then we switched over to the bacon fly, and this one had the undertail of pearl flashaboo, so we could actually see it in the water. And these fish were chasing it like crazy, and it, because the sun was out, we were actually able to see things going on, as opposed to the morning where there was just no visibility. And it was awesome. Uh, Sean was having fish, you know, bite left and right every couple of casts we were all just going crazy it was a lot of missed sets on the hookups so we did miss a bunch of fish and then we switched to the chartreuse worm because he gets to use more than one fly because he's a veteran so we had red earlier this time chartreuse which we could see in the water and i said strip it man strip in that that four inch long worm and believe it or not, these fish were chasing it. We started hooking some big fish. We started losing a lot of fish. They were going absolutely berserk for a chartreuse San Juan style worm. And the tips of it, instead of burning it, I put on Clear Cure Goo Hydro, a little bit of that and hit it with the UV light. And that allowed me to have the tips not come apart. And I guess that also made it sink a little bit better. It was a little more dense on the ends. And that fly was hitting it. And then all of a sudden the fishing just turned off. Richie and Matt were just slaying them on, uh, I guess Matt's little 
hackle woolly worm and then it was some kind of like pink nymph and Richie had that thing uh, he had Matt you know stripping both the flies in and he lost a ton of fish it was definitely not a day of easy hook sets and after about an hour and a half I guess was what our time was we uh, were getting down to the the last minutes and I said all right we got five minutes left let's double up let's do a tandem rig so we tied the worm to the back of the bacon fly and that's all it took for uh, you know, a couple of minutes we had a couple lost fish and then literally the last cast of the day Sean chucks in the tandem rig and boom he's on a fish and he starts reeling backwards so it's all tangled up the line is just crazy and eventually we land the fish we measure it because it is huge 19 inch rainbow trout that thing was massive it looked like it was blind in one eye somehow still went for the bacon as fish always do because that is why it's the only streamer I will fish for trout and we finished off the day with that fish at uh, I guess 1.30 and we got a ride of the mule back with Chris and I popped a cold beer because I deserved it after running around and shouting set the hook set the hook now 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 strip 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 it was fun I, I honestly it was one of the, the best like hour and a half I've had this year was that second session just watching all those fish come up the mouths opening you seen the white of the mouth or you just seeing like the the ventral side the belly of the fish flashing in the light it was awesome 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 we found a bunch of flies in the trees because people there use like 5 and 6x tippet. And we're throwing the same size flies, but we're using 8 pound Berkeley Vanish. So it just goes to show you don't exactly need to throw super lightweight stuff. Especially when you're throwing streamers that are big and heavy. We were basically just lobbing that bacon fly out. And like I said, uh, I guess Chris was interviewed, or Sean, sorry, earlier. Sean was saying he's only been fly fishing for like four or five days, and he was, you never would have known. You thought he'd be doing it for years. Then we took our waders off, got our shoes back on, took off a bunch of layers because it, it went up like 30 degrees from the morning time, and just hung out, kept watching people fish. We were watching yellow sallies come off. There were some March browns coming off. We also had uh, some small crane flies coming off, little black stone flies, flying ants. So it's nice to see some bugs that are not mosquitoes, because that's basically all we have where I live. It was a fun afternoon, and then, you know, the, the horn blew. Doug could have given us some warning. He basically blew that. Oh, no, let me go back. So uh, we went down to the casting pond where Ed gave Sean the private casting lesson. And the whole pond down there was full of newts. I've never seen newts in the wild before. That was very cool. There were also crayfish chimneys where they... You know, that little dig a tunnel like 10 feet from shore and it fills with water and then they basically dig a hole and pile mud up and it makes it looks like a little chimney sticking up. From there, I got to hang out with Flip for about 15 to 20 minutes. We watched Kim's dog Cheyenne play with the ponies. Absolutely hilarious. I'll have a little video of that up on the YouTube. YouTube just had its 10 year anniversary the other day. How about that? So then we went back Hung out, started just pounding water, had a Twix bar. It's my my week now to lose weight. I've got a black tie coming up this week. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll start running tomorrow. And we had the awards ceremony. I'm hoping that audio came out. And our team of Richie, Matt, Sean, and myself, we got third place. And it's awesome. I wish I had a place to hang my trophy or my plaque up somewhere. I'll have to find a place. My office is... Um, the back wall, I guess, is a window and a closet door. The other wall is windows out. The right side is open to the living room, and the wall in front of me is glass bricks. So there's really nowhere to hang my plaque. But it was awesome. Loved winning a prize. I felt awesome. We had, um, I guess 75 points was our total. So 16, 16, 17, and then how many other fish we caught. Didn't kill any fish, didn't foul hook any fish, we didn't hook anybody else. So we did everything fair and square. We made sure that 19-incher, she was dropped on her head a little bit. 
made sure she was okay, and then uh, wrapped it up, hit the head, grabbed three bottles of water, and now I am getting closer to home. Traffic is lighting up. No shoulder, begin to exit here. So that, that was the weekend. I hope you all enjoyed hearing about the ninth annual Project Healing Waters Two-Fly Tournament. There will be a bigger event next year. I've been asked to talk to my friends in the Air Force and see if we can get a flyover. That was more of a joke by Ed Nicholson, but still. I'll throw it out there to them, you know. Why not? And we still have the Snakehead podcast coming up. We're going to try and get Paul Moynistar back on. And also um, Dan DC Frazier on his carp book. We shall see how things go. We're going to try and get the podcast coming out regularly now. Jason, do your magic. Hopefully your shad run is started. It's going to be warm this week, man. No precip. Water should be good. Throw that Snow White damsel. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. That's it. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com